You're about to listen to a message from the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. gorgeous we're all gorgeously dressed we're all looking beautiful I celebrate every woman here this morning I refused to wish anyone a happy Mother's Day until I had called my own mother um, I wish my mom could see me now but she's um, I, I called her and she was getting ready to go to church and my mom will be 87 this year Glory be to God. Mothers are special. If I begin to think about my mom now, I'm going to cry. While the children were ministering to us, I just said to Pastor Patience, next year by God's grace, maybe we'll just sit down and have the children minister to us. Because he really brought tears to my eyes. And I didn't even know they were going to sing that song. And I was already singing it to Pastor Patience. Mothers are special. To the glory of God, my mom still pays for the bulletin, you know, her church bulletin till today. So when we give her money, she uses the money for the bulletin, part of the money. And she says to me, there's nothing anybody can say to talk me out of this. I will continue to do this until the day that I take my last breath. And she said she asked God, to keep her children and there's a saying in, in Igbo that says goes like this that may I never see my ears with my own eyes so she said she pledged to God that she will not bury any of her children and that she will continue to serve him and even when Wando my niece had the fire incident My mom stood on the word of God and she told God she would not bury any of her children. Neither would she bury any of her grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And Wando survived to the glory of God. We bless God today for praying mothers. We bless God for mothers who know how to stand in the gap for their children. We bless God for the mothers who dragged us to church. We bless God for women of strength. And those are the women I see here this morning. Because the Bible says that God calls those things that be not as though they are. So even if you have not yet become, by the grace of God, we're all becoming. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are all becoming. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. And so the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 4, it says every house is built by someone. In other words, if you see any, any structure or any building standing, 
someone built it. It didn't just happen. And many times you would see a few buildings and then you would see maybe Julius Bedger or Red and C or built by this company and that company, RCC. But you know, we never actually see those people who build. Their names are not written. Their names are not there. The laborers, the ones who carry the cement and the blocks, do you see their names? Sometimes the companies go and hire them to build for them. And then at the end of the day, they put their, their, their signboard or their logo built by Julius Berger. While in actual fact, they designed it. And then these men built. I pray that God would use us mothers to build for him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he says that for every house is built is someone, but he who built all things is God. So we must give him the glory that is due his name. Because even though you and I are building, I want us to lay solid foundation this morning. We're building, but the Bible says that there is no other foundation that can be laid except Christ. So if I build and Christ is not my foundation, then my building will crash. It will crumble. Praise the Lord. So we've established that the builder of everything is who? The builder of everything is? I want you to echo it. The builder of everything is? The builder of your life is? The builder of my life is? Hallelujah. The builder of our children is? God is the builder of all things. Praise the Lord. But in Proverbs chapter 14 verse 1, it says, The wise woman builds her house. I don't want to talk about the foolish woman today because I don't believe any queen here is foolish. So the wise woman does what? Builds her house. The wise woman builds her house. The wise woman. In other words, a woman who has wisdom. And where does wisdom come from? Wisdom comes from God. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's talking about the reverential fear of God. It's one thing to know that God exists. It's another thing to actually reverence him as God. So that's where it starts from. Wisdom comes from God. That's why the Bible can say that a wise woman builds her house. In other words, a woman who knows God, who reverences God, will build her house. Praise Jesus, somebody. Praise the Lord, somebody. How many wise women are in the house this morning? So the wise woman, I said, builds her house. And we are builders. I said, we are builders. We are builders. We're not those who tear down. We build. We build. We never tear down. We keep building. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Behind every successful man is a good woman. Behind every successful man is a good woman. If you see any man who is successful, there is a good woman behind him. It may be his wife, like our sister pointed out. It may be his wife. It may be his sister. It may be the secretary in the office. It may be his mother. There is always a good woman solidly behind 
every successful man. And I can prove it to you from scriptures. Praise the Lord. Silent builders work behind the scenes. They ensure that everything goes well. That's the job that silent builders do. Silent builders are as important, if not more important, than those in the front line. Do you agree with me? Please, I'm not referring to our husbands. For example, even in church, to hold a service, there are the people who, it's their job to power this microphone. If they don't power this microphone, my voice will not be amplified. And if it's not amplified, you won't be able to hear me. So in essence, their job might be more important than mine if I want to be able to communicate to the people here or communicate with the people here. Praise the Lord. There are also those who clean the church. They sweep. So we're sitting down now and we're all very comfortable. But someone cleaned and swept. First even ate cake in church yesterday in the auditorium and someone cleaned it this morning. So they are very important. Let's appreciate those who work behind the scenes. So this morning, I want us to consider some distinct qualities or characteristics of silent builders. I know that a lot has been going on in our minds, especially the women, and they're wondering, what is the preacher going to be talking about this morning? And someone was already scared and was saying that I hope they are not going to, you know, give me hand. No, it's not about doing that to anybody. We're all in it together, praise the Lord. So as I began to meditate and seek the face of God, and when you look at the word silent, silent connotes, you know, like voiceless, you know, no noise, no sound and all of that. But that's not the context in which the Holy Spirit ministered it to me. So in this context, what we're looking at, we're saying that women, mothers, we have a sound we have a voice, but we're not noisy. Praise the Lord. What did I say? We have a voice, but we are not noisy. We have a voice. And your voice, your opinion is valid. But we're not noisy. Because noise irritates. Noise, when you make noise, it causes panic. When you make noise, it causes anxiety. If the, all the children decided to start crying at the same time, now what do you think will happen? There will be panic. There will be pandemonium. Mothers are running. Is it my child? What happened? Why, why are they screaming? So noise can be irritating and noise can cause anxiety. But a sound is sweet. It's sweet. So you have a voice. Say I have a voice. And I have a sound. And my voice is valid. My opinion is valid. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In Genesis chapter 2, we already established in Proverbs 14 verse 1 that the wise woman builds her house. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 18, the Lord God before then had made, Bible says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and it was void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now, God took time to say, let there be light. And I want us to take every word of God seriously. Because God does not joke with his word. It was the same word that created. So if God says anything about you, 
you better find a way to align so that you can become. Praise the Lord. Because whatever God says about you and says about me is his plan. That's his purpose for us. It's just for us to align ourselves to become what God has called us to be. So, but in Genesis 2 verse 18, God looked at man that he had created and he said, it is not good. It is not good. Before then, everything was good and indeed very good. But he looked at man and he said, it is not good for man to be alone. It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper that is comparable to him, a helper that is suitable. In other words, a helper that is complementary to him. And God put the man to sleep and he took a rib from his side. God did not take something from his head so that women can be over men. He didn't also take it from his or from under from his uh, his feet so that we will be under but God the rib took the rib it took a rib from his side and I want to believe it was from his left because this is where the heart is so that we can be very close to the heart praise the Lord somebody we can be close to their heart so God took us from here and God created this wonderful beautiful women that you see today. I'm not referring to the queens alone. I'm also referring to all the wonderful young ladies in the house. You may want to put your hands together for yourselves. Please celebrate every woman here. Because God thought you were worth creating. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So God thought you were worth creating. And so he made you again. Okay. He made you, sister. He thought you were worth creating. He thought that the man needed you. So women are solutions to man's deficiency. Praise the Lord, somebody. You are a solution to man's deficiency. Because God looked at the man and felt he lacked something and then he created you and I. So you're a solution. You're not a happenstance. You didn't just drop. God had a plan and he had a purpose for you. And we must come to that place where we have understanding of the will of God. And so the first thing I want to say about a silent builder is that a silent builder is one person, a woman who has understood her place or her position and her purpose. When you have understanding of your purpose, of the reason for which God created you, and he created you to help to help whether you're helping your husband or you're helping your boss or you're helping your father or you're helping your children God created us to help and when you help you are building praise the Lord you know many years ago I was asked to preach at a singles um, program and the theme was I want to get married and I love the theme because what you desire you just tell your father I want to get married and it's okay to want to get married all of us wanted to get married and that's why God blessed us right so but when I started to prepare the spirit of God said ask them why they want to get married and I said this is not a popular message because they were expecting me to tell them how I met my husband 
how this and that happened, how he proposed to me and all of that. But the Spirit of God said, ask them why they want to get married. Because you need to know why you want to get married. Marriage comes with a lot of work. It comes with a lot of doing. And it is not that doing that you're thinking about. Although it is part of it. But it's more than that. It comes with a lot of work. And I'm sure I hear someone say, let me just marry. All this one you're saying, hello, let me just marry first of all. And then we can begin to talk about the, the work. Amen. I say amen. amen. You will marry. You will surely marry in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you also must be prepared because it comes, you know, that work comes with the territory. It does. Married women here will tell you. I remember Pastor Go, many years ago, she would say that how she used to pray and she could pray and she's, you know, what, her bed, she had her bed also herself. And so she would pray from here. As she's praying, she's rolling, 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 rolling to this side. And she's enjoying herself in the presence of the Lord. But then, you know, at last, the Lord blessed her, blessed her with a husband. And you pray and you roll and you hit someone. And the prayer language changes. Praise the Lord. You begin to pray differently. Some people are still lost. Praise the Lord. Enjoy your season. Because very soon you will not be here. You will be on this side. To the glory of God. So while you are in your season, please enjoy it. Maximize it. Live your life to the full, to the glory of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. So help us are strong. If you were carrying a load and you called someone to assist you, or you, wanted, you needed someone to assist you, would you call a little baby? You will call someone that you feel is strong enough to help you lift that load. So help us are strong. I've heard people say that helpers are stronger. No, I don't want to say that helpers are stronger because the word of God doesn't say that. So we're not stronger, but we're strong. A woman will carry a baby in her womb for nine months. My God. You give someone a baby and then they carry the baby and after two minutes, please, 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 take this baby from me. I remember years ago when we dedicated Chikam to Pastor Lost son. This boy, eh, the heaviest baby I've ever carried in my whole life. And I carried him. And that was the day that pastor chose to pray. And pray. You know. And people were saying amen. And I was saying enough already pastor. That boy was heavy. And the smile on my face was not genuine. Because all I was saying was Lord deliver me. And I was carrying him like this. And pastor began to pray. And he prayed. And he prayed. And he continued to pray. My eyeballs were popping out. Excuse me pastor, I'm not saying amen right now. I'm saying pastor enough already. And then after the dedication, I expected the parents to take him from me. They still left him. How do you drop a baby on the floor? What kind of a mother are you? And I was carrying him. And someone came to me and said, Oh, Mamichi, let me take him from you. And then I took the baby and gave to him. And I didn't know he just wanted to take a, a picture with the baby. 
And as soon as he took the baby, he just said, I better carry you. And I carried that boy. And I was wondering. They know I've not forgiven them up till today. They know because I'm always, I, I still talk about it all the time. But a woman will carry a baby in her womb for nine months. One month. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. And there's some babies that refuse to come out at nine months. Nine and a half, we're still carrying. Let's celebrate women. We're strong. We are strong. We're not stronger than men, but we are strong. So never look at yourself and think you're not strong. You are strong. You are strong. And you matter. You do. We do matter. Praise the Lord. We do matter. You know, if I continue like this, I wouldn't even preach half of what I have here. And it's okay. Once you're getting something. We are strong. We're not weak. God doesn't call you weak. The only thing he has said in his word is that he says, give honor to your wife as unto the weaker. Weaker. Meaning she's weaker than you, but that doesn't make her weak. She's just weaker than you. Doesn't make her weak. Because I used to think we were weak. We're not weak. We're just weaker than them. In other words, we're not as strong as them, but we are strong. Praise the Lord. We are strong. Silent builders. We complete. We don't compete. We complete. We do not compete. We don't compete with our husbands. We don't compete with our sisters. We complete one another. A few minutes ago, I needed to go somewhere. I won't tell you where. My sister offered to go with me. She had no business going with me. But she offered to go with me to assist me. That's what we do. We complete. We don't compete. Praise the Lord. So when you see a woman in her glory, celebrate her. That's what silent builders do. We build up one another. We strengthen one another. If this is your season, sister, shine on. We celebrate you. Praise the Lord. We build up. Silent builders are selfless. We are selfless. We don't think about ourselves. We think about how we can be a blessing to other people. I don't know how many of you had mothers. Who would sell everything just to see to it that their children went to school? You know, these days, God is helping us mothers. Because it's not like, you know, the time of old. Like the silent builders, Oge and Wando talked about. The silent builders of old. They sacrificed a lot these days. You know, because our guy has gone to another level. Sometimes, you know, we even forget our children. We're thinking about how we're going to do our own to match. You know, throughout this week, all that was on our mind was my royal blue and yellow. I'm sure some of us didn't even check out what our children are wearing. We didn't even plan. But the silent builders of old were selfless. Our mothers were selfless. And that's who we're becoming. That's who we're becoming. That's who we're becoming. 
selfless women. We're not selfish. We're not just thinking about our own selves. We're thinking about others. How we can help our husbands. There's no she money. It is our money. And even when you have that so-called she money, like I always say, you're not keeping it from him. You're keeping it for him. For the day that he will need it. And then he comes to you. And what do you do? You give it. Praise the Lord. We are selfless. Silent builders are peacemakers. And this one we have to look at the scripture. Because this is a woman that her life has blessed me tremendously. Abigail. First Samuel chapter 25. If we can open to it, I would like all of us to read it. To read from verse 14. It's long. From 14 to 31. First. Thank you. First Samuel 25 from verse 14. Please let's read. Everybody, especially the queens. Now one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and he reviled them. But the men were very good to us, and we were not hurt, nor did we miss anything as long as we accompanied them when we were in the fields. They were a wall to us, both by night and day, all the time we were with them, keeping the sheep. Now therefore, know and consider what you will do, for harm is determined against our master and against all his household, for he is such a scoundrel that one cannot speak to him. Then Abigail made haste and took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five sheep already dressed, five steers of roasted grain, 100 clusters of raisins and 200 cakes of figs and loaded them on donkeys. And she said to her servants, go on before me, see I am coming after you. But she did not tell her husband, Nabal. So it was as she rode on the donkey that she went down under the cover of the hill and there were David and his men coming down toward her and she met them. Now David has said, Surely in vain I have protected all that this fellow has in the wilderness so that nothing was missed of all that belongs to him and he has repaid me evil for evil. May God do so and more also to the enemies of David if I leave one male of all who belong to him by morning light. I want us to read the word of God with reverence. Now, when Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly from the donkey, fell on her face before David and bowed down to the ground. So she fell at his feet and said, on me, my Lord, on me, let this iniquity be. And please let your maidservant speak in your ears and hear the words of your maidservant. Please let not my Lord regard this scoundrel, Nabal. For as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name. And folly is with him. 
But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of my Lord whom you sent. Now therefore, my Lord, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, since the Lord has held you back from coming to bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hand, now then, let your enemies and those who seek harm for my Lord be as neighbor. We have about four more chapters to read, verses. And now this present which your maidservant has brought to my Lord, let it be given to the young men who follow my Lord. Please forgive the trespass of your maidservant for the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house because my Lord fights the battles of the Lord and evil is not found in you throughout your days. Yet a man has reason to pursue you and seek your life but the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God and the lives of your enemies he shall sling out as from the pocket of his sling. And it shall come to pass when the Lord has done for my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you and has appointed you ruler over Israel. The last one now. That this will be no grief to you nor offense of heart to my Lord either that you have shed blood without cause or that my Lord has avenged himself. But when the Lord has dealt well with my Lord then remember your servant. Now I want to encourage us particularly if you're a married woman in the house, but whether you're married or single, it doesn't matter, to please go and study the life of Abigail. Abigail is one wise woman. And if she's the only woman we're able to cover today, then so be it. This was a woman who was married to a fool. I didn't call him fool. The word of God calls him fool. Nabal means a fool. Now, I don't know, in those days, I'm sure, you know, people were not allowed to choose their husbands. So, they must have arranged the marriage so that Abigail, who was wise, was now giving to this man, who the Bible calls a fool. You know, they say God is a perfect matchmaker. Somebody said, if you're very beautiful... If you are fearfully and wonderfully made, why are you looking for a man who is fearfully and wonderfully made? You should look for the one that is fearfully made only. So that you that are wonderfully made, when you both have children, the children can be wonderfully made. Did you get that? Why are you beautiful and you're looking for a very handsome man? In simple words. So this woman was wise but they gave her to a fool. A man that his name means fool. But if you start from, the, from verse 1 of 1 Samuel chapter 25, the Bible records that Nabal was very successful. He was very rich. So the question is, how was Nabal able to succeed if he was a fool. Because you do not expect a fool to succeed, to be successful. Because if someone is a scoundrel, they're harsh, they're mean, nobody can get along with them, so they don't go very far. Isn't that why we tell people that 
attitude is everything. Because you can be all that, but if you have a wrong attitude, then nobody wants to associate with you. And then we also say that your, your attitude now determines your altitude. But here was a woman, a wise woman, given to this particular man. And the, yet the man was successful. How was he able to succeed? Because he had a wise woman as his wife. He had a builder in the background. A silent one as his wife. Now when you follow the story, you will see that David sent a message to neighbor because he heard he was sharing and his, his sheep and then he said please give us whatever comes to your hand note he says whatever comes to your hand in other words whatever it is that you can afford to spare give us he didn't make you know huge demands he just said whatever comes to your hand please give us and neighbor said, who is that one called David? I don't even know who he is. All these people that break away from their masters, you know, and, and all of that. And David was angry. And David wanted to go and destroy him. And then all the men in his family. But the servant went to Nabal's wife. You see, silent builders, they know how to maintain the common touch. It doesn't matter how high up they are they're still able to connect with people that are lower than them. For, the, for her servant, for her husband's servant, to be able to come to her to say, see this man, they all knew he was a fool. So I want to believe that everything they did for Nabal, maybe they did because of their relationship with Abigail, with the wise woman that God gave Nabal. So sisters, even if your husband is not what you expect him to be, do you know that by reason of you, that man can become successful? According to the word of God, he was very rich. Why? Because he had a good wife. That's why I started by saying that behind every successful man, He's a good woman. The man may not necessarily be good, but once he has a good woman backing him up, helping him. Now I said that silent builders are peacemakers. A peacemaker is someone who knows how to, you know, he's a mediator. A peacemaker is a pacifier. So when there's problem between sister A and sister B, the job of the peacemaker is that you go and you pacify. Please, no, don't be angry. Forgive. We're not the ones who fuel the fire. You don't go and say, hmm, is it only, is it only this thing she said? Do you even know the one she told me last week? We pacify. We mediate. Little one that the Bible says, that blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the sons of God now let's go to 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 if we don't have time we don't have to go to it I'll say as much as I can remember but 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 I don't know if it's verse 18 or 17 he says now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us what the ministry
ministry of reconciliation. So when he says that the blessed are the peacemakers for they are the sons of God, what he's telling us is that the job that God sent Jesus to do, remember the Bible says that God was in Christ reconciling us back to himself and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So when I'm able to reconcile my brother and my sister, I'm manifesting my sonship. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall be called sons of God. That's what we do. You're not the one that goes and tells. You're the one that reconciles. We are the ones who build up. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 6. I just want to buttress this, this point because it's very important. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 16. He says these six things the Lord hates. He says yes, seven are an abomination to him and I want us to count. What's the first one? Let's go. A proud look. One. Let's say one. A proud look. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. And then what is number seven? Can we say it again? The one who sows seeds of discord among brethren. Are we getting something now? So we are called to be peacemakers. When we are able to reconcile people, we're representing our Father God. He says, These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven is an abomination. It means this one is the abomination. When you and I sow seeds of discord, it means we're not building. It means instead of us to be reconciling people, we're busy scattering. But that is not who we are. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I said we're becoming. Say I'm becoming. We're becoming. Silent builders. Are peacemakers. We're peacemakers. Praise the Lord. Is somebody getting something? The fourth one. Silent builders are trustworthy. Silent builders can be trusted. In Georges chapter 4, talking about Deborah. The Bible, verse 4, it introduces Deborah as a prophetess. The wife of Lapidoth. Says she was judging Israel at that time. Deborah, a prophetess. The wife of Lapidoth was judging Israel. A female judge. A woman that men gladly, let me use the word, please permit me, submitted to for cancer. I don't know what she must have been doing in the background for the Lord to make her to say, okay, this one is the one. And all the people came together and agreed that this woman should be judge over them. And her husband was there. And it didn't bother him. Why? Because silent builders are trustworthy. Silent builders do not usurp authority. We don't. We know our place. And we're comfortable in that space. We know our place. I said we complete. We don't compete. So this man could safely trust his wife. That even though my wife is the prophetess, she's a prophetess, 
and she's a judge. When she comes back home, she still honors me. Praise the Lord, somebody. So today we have, you know, these days we have women who are very well to do. And some of them, nobody can hear for them again. Because we're making small change. And so now we feel that we're now, you know, bigger than our husbands or bigger than men. No. No. It's a privilege to have whatever you have. And it's a privilege to be called a builder. It's a privilege. You know, when, when you hear the word help, in the New Testament, who is our helper? The Holy Spirit. So we're like a type of the Holy Spirit. So it's not, it's not something that we should take for granted. We should actually go on our knees and ask God to help us, to give us a revelation of this call. Lord, give me a revelation of why I'm in, in the world for such a time as this. Why am I here? What is it that I can contribute? How can I build? How can I ensure that this ministry is standing? Because I'm here. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 31, verse 11 to 12, talking about the virtuous wife. It says that the heart of her husband safely what? The heart of her husband safely trusts her. Why? She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. You know, it's one thing for you to trust someone. It's another thing for your heart to safely trust them. You know, I can say, I trust you. But man, I cannot leave my bag with money inside when you are there. How many of our husbands now can forget, know that they forgot their wallet in the house? Maybe they're in the office and then they just only remember, my wallet in the house and the heart is not doing This woman, a woman, boom. And I told her I didn't have money. Now she will now see that there are dollars in my, and she will take it. How many of us can our husbands make a signatories to their personal account? It says the heart of her husband safely trusts her. That you're not afraid. You're, the man is not afraid. That you will just go now. Eh? You see the latest that she be in town. You will buy. You know women, we used to buy some things and hide. I've been delivered from that thing. Before, we'll buy and just can mix it up with the things in the wardrobe. Mix it up. Put it in between our old clothes. And then after two months, we'll just bring it out. Ah, when did you buy this? Ah, ah. This thing has been here since now. You're just seeing it. Did you get this one? Hey, like three months ago. That's if it makes any difference. It's the first time you're wearing it. And you didn't tell him you purchased it. But that's where we want to be. Where we want to get to. Where your husband is not afraid. He can let you sign his, 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 his checks. You alone. I'm an A signatory to pastor's account. I'm trying to see if he's an A signatory to mine. 
at least I'm sure he's a B signatory. I don't know, but I think he is to some of my accounts. But I'm an A signatory to his account. If I decide today to take all the money he has, but I will not do it. I won't do it. Because I'm learning and I'm becoming. Praise the Lord. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. Silent builders are praying women. They're women who know how to go down on their knees and pray. That's one aspect of my life. I really, 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 really want to become. I'm not saying I don't pray. I pray. But I want to take it to the next level. You know, somewhere, and I don't know if it's Jeremiah or so, they said, send for the women of mourning. Send for the women who know how to pray. Send for the, for the wailing women. Women who know how to cry. Women who know how to stand in the gap for their children. In Acts chapter 1, you know, in the upper room, we only hear about the, the apostles, right? Read Acts chapter 1. Let's see. Acts chapter 1, verse 13 to 14. Acts chapter 1, 13 to 14. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew. James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. You know, this is usually where we stop. Now go to the next verse. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with who? With who? With the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Women pray. And when women pray, it makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Remember that, that widow that was crying? I don't know, yes, the one that the son died. And Jesus looked at her tears. Do you know what the tears of a mother can do? That when we pray, God delivers our children. When women pray, God turns our husband's you know, finances around. When women pray, there's change in Nigeria. When women pray. I'm not now saying tomorrow, you should go and join when women pray. Prayer um, meeting. I know some of you go, the lady is my good friend. But when women pray, God sees our tears. When we stand in the gap for our husbands, instead of complaining, that's the place. The place of prayer is the place of strength. The place of prayer is the place of birthing. The place of prayer is also the place of ease. Because when you have spent time in the presence of the Lord, every other thing becomes easier. Jesus said, learn of me. Learn of me. What was he talking about? Come to me and study how I do it. Because he will just take some time off and he will go and spend time with the Father. And then when the multitude will follow him, Jesus will be performing miracles. Multiplying five loaves and two fish. And then they would have 12 baskets left over. Because he knew how to commune with the Father. There's power in prayer. There is power in prayer. Silent builders are praying women. Women who pray. So the next time we call for women's prayer meeting, please don't miss it. It's a place of power. I learned many years ago, 
never to leave my home without praying. I learned it. There's some days that your schedule is tight. You just feel I have 10 things I need to accomplish today. So I just want to quickly go out and accomplish those things. But I tell you, it happened to me. One particular day, I had so many things to do and time was very, very limited. So I rushed out many years ago. Out of all the things that I had on my schedule, I accomplished one and that one was there through fire. Because at the time I was leaving that place, it would have been better for me that I did not leave my house that day. It was hell. And since then I have learned that you never joke with prayer. Because prayer saves time. It saves time. It does not waste time. It doesn't take time. Prayer saves time. When we pray, God will begin to arrange things for us. So by the time you're getting to that place, it's already done. How many praying women do we have in the house? Praise Jesus. Silent builders are generous. We give. We don't hoard. We give. Apostle Paul was talking about the grace upon the Macedonian church. How they gave. They first of all gave of themselves to God. And then they gave themselves to the apostles. They're generous. And generosity is not a function of how much one has. It's just a heart matter. That even if it is one naira that you have and there's need for you to give, you give. Silent builders, they give. To the work of God, they give. Normally we are shy to say this, but I will not be shy today. Silent builders bless their pastors and their leaders. They do it. It's what we're supposed to do. Read your Bible. It says those who minister to you the spiritual things, you should also minister to them what? The carnal things. Carnal things. There is nothing wrong with you buying your pastor or your HOD or any of the pastors a car, a gift. There's nothing wrong with it. There is everything right with it. We're not going to be shy to tell you the truth because it's in the word of God. Silent builders are generous. There was a day that someone surprised me. I'm going to say this and I will not even look in the person's direction. I'm looking this way. The person is not here. And someone gave me a huge amount of money. And you know, Pastor and I, we don't like to, especially Pastor Will, we don't like to talk about money. But this person gave me a huge amount of money. And I'm like, why? It's a lot. And the person said, take it, buy yourself. I don't want to name what the person said I should buy. Buy it for yourself. And I asked the person, do you know? The person said, no, I'm, I don't use this. I'm not trying to put it the way they put it. Because if I say he or she, you will know. You may begin to guess. So I don't want your mind to travel. Stay with me. So they said... Use it for this particular thing. I have not reached. You 
wear this first. It blew my mind. That someone who can afford something will take the money for that thing and give to you and say, you, get it for yourself. I have not reached. How can I reach before the one who has the money? But that's honor. That's where this person placed me. This word is for someone. Stop competing with your leaders. Don't compete with your leaders. Be a blessing to your leaders. So that even they themselves, when they are praying for you, it's not out of pain. You know, there are prayers you pray that you say, Lord, I'm just praying because I know you commanded that I pray. It's your, you understand? There's some prayers you pray with all your heart and you're praying. And nobody is cajoling you. Nobody is forcing you. The, once you see the person prayer, you just begin to prophesy. Who told his sons? He said, go and make me venison such as I love that my soul may what? Bless you. This is not a joke. I'm telling you, it's truth. It's in the word of God. Let's stop looking at our leaders. And you look at this pastor and ah, hmm. My Gelemi Gajutiel, Gelemi Gajutiel. My Gele is a bigger, bigger, or higher than your own. Or my car is bigger than your own. No. We honor our leaders. And when we do that, God blesses us. Now, the, 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 the silent build I said is generous. Generosity, see, when people are generous, it means they've come to the understanding of the fact that they're only stewards. A steward is not the owner. So, we, in fact, we should stop saying, my money, my money, my money. We don't own anything. Naked did we come into this world and naked we will return. We own nothing. Everything we have here belongs to God. So, generous people understand that they're stewards. In other words, what it means is that they are managing the resources of heaven. So that when God gives them and they're able to bless other people. Why do you think the Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive? Because when you have received something, if I buy myself a car, I've not blessed anybody but myself. The blessing that I bless myself counts for nothing. Do you know? It counts for nothing. But when I use my money or the money and I buy something for you, Queen Mother, I have blessed. And God sees and God rewards. So it's more blessed to give than to receive. So if you're that person that constantly you're receiving, 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 check it. You're not as blessed as the one who's giving, giving given, given so you better find who else you can give, give so as you're receiving, you too, you're doing what? you're giving, silent builders give when there's a call in the house of God we support, because it's our father's house, we build we don't make noise about it I told us one time we were, I can't remember what we announced we were trying to get, somebody in this church just came to church one day, I said Oh, I didn't know we had a project. What's the balance? And I'm not talking about 500,000. I'm not talking about 1 million. I'm not talking about 2. I'm not talking about 3. It was way more. Because I said, oh, I'll give the balance. And as soon as they gave the balance, 
media, they rested from projecting. That's what silent builders do. And they would say, please don't let anybody know that I did this. Silent builders do not need to toot their horn, their own horn. You don't need to brag about what you do. What does the Bible say in Proverbs 31? It says, the works, let the works of our hands praise her. That her children and her husband will arise and call her what? Blessed. He's not just talking about, you know, just her own husband and her children. Even the spiritual children. All the people that she or he has helped, they will arise and call her what? Blessed. We don't need to make noise about what we do. When we look at our pastors the way they are, they don't need to come and announce to us how many hours they spend praying for us. But they're praying. Yesterday, queens were just rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing. I mean, our men were up there praying. Is it the rehearsal that will bring the results? It's the prayer. They were there building and upholding us. Let us appreciate the Lord for these wonderful men. Prayer is the engine room. It's not about our rehearsal. It's about prayer. And then God now beautifies our day and it's so glorious. And we're wondering, we thought it's because we, we danced like a zidne. It's because there were men, there were brethren who were upholding us in the place of prayer. Praise the Lord. I'm going to just close because it's hot. And I'll just be mentioning the last points as, as we begin to, as, as I round up. Silent builders are persistent. They're determined. They never give up. They never give up. They never give up. I know a woman whose husband left her, went after another woman, and had a child by that other woman. Did everything in his power to kick the wife out of the house. She said, this is my home. I'm not living. He said, I don't want you. She said, I want you. She did not leave the man is back home back with her am I saying it is ideal no it is not ideal but we don't give up we don't give up except whatever it is is life threatening but if it doesn't affect us it's not going to kill you we don't give up silent builders are not quitters they are no quitters they stand and they believe God that someday they will stand and they will testify to the glory of God. To the glory of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Silent builders, they serve for the glory of God. Everything they do is about God's glory. It's about God's glory. It's about giving him glory. In 1 Peter chapter 4, as we close this part of the service. 1 Peter chapter 4, I think verse 10. He says as every man had received the gift even so minister the same to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Next verse. If any man speak, let him speak King James. Let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister let him do it as of the ability which God giveth that God in all things may be what? Glorified through Jesus Christ to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen silent builders build for the glory of God everything they do is for his glory the gifts that God has given 
to you and I, women, the ability to help, the ability to counsel, the ability to be peacemakers, to pacify. If your husband is fighting with somebody, you are not the one to go and say, ah, honey, deal with them. No. You go and say, honey, please take it easy. Then you go like a big girl. You tell the person, if the person can beat your husband, you say, yeah. Why are you? Oh, forgive. If the person can beat your husband, if it's the person your husband can beat, you go to your husband and say, honey, don't do it though. God will not be happy. Do you get what I'm trying to say? I'm not talking about in terms of physical blow. If this person is bigger, you go to him. That's what Abigail did. Abigail knew that David could wipe away, wipe out Nabal's entire generation. So she went and she pacified him. She even called her husband a fool. She said, is that not his name? He said, fool, that's the way he is. Please, I'm managing him. You know, don't kill him. And you know, God killed um, um, Nabal. God killed him. And when God, when Nabal died, what happened? David went back to go and marry Abigail. Because he said, this one is a wise woman. Let us rise. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 127 verse 1 says, Except the Lord builds, they labor in vain that build. Except the Lord builds, anything you and I build is in vain. So I want to take one minute, please. If you are here, I don't know what empire you are building. I don't know, maybe it's your children, maybe it's your husband. I don't know whatever it is that you're building. But I want to introduce you to the master builder. If you don't know him. I want to introduce you to the master builder. Because we started by laying a foundation that God is the builder of everything. And that we are called silent builders because we have acknowledged him as God. Now, if you've not given your heart to Jesus, whatever it is that you're building, it cannot amount to anything. It will not be able to count in eternity. So I want to give a call to that one person or two persons or three. If you're here, the Bible says, if you hear his voice, he says, do not harden your heart. Let your heart be soft. Let it be tender towards him. If there is any glory that you see around us, it is Jesus. If there is any good thing in any of us, it is Jesus. So I want to make this call. If you want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, if you've never done it before in your life, and you would like today to surrender your life to Jesus, to say, Lord, I can't build except you build me first. And the Bible says that whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, that you will liken to the one who built his house on the rock. That when the winds came, the storms came, that house was still standing. If you would like to be the one who builds what will stand the test of time, you need to surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ and say, Lord, here I am. I want to surrender to you.
You've been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashankari, Abuja. 9 a.m. on Sundays and 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.